A Christian mind is not one that is trained to think only about Christian topics. It is a mind that has learned to think about everything from a Christian perspective. Christianity provides a comprehensive view of the world. Christianity is a worldview. Worldviews are the grids. They are the lenses through which we frame all of reality. Hey guys. <laughs> Mary, I think you start every single podcast like this, you know. It's true. This is episode 16. Is it? I believe. Wow. Okay, cool. <laughs> You're listening to Making gains. <laughs> listening to episode 16 of the Blackberry Podcast. My name is Mary and who's on the podcast with me today? It's Richard. And it's Israel. How you guys doing? We good. Wonderful. Okay. <laughs> Richard is a father. Excited. Which we didn't announce is in this the podcast. The, is this the first time I'm on the pod since oh, being wow. a father? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you very much. You're a father. Thank you very much. It's only been yeah, a month. Yeah, the last episode we were saying that, oh, you may have to leave. Yeah. Well, that you yeah, was yeah. on anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. beautiful. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening to the episode on mental health, part one and two. We got a lot of good feedback from yeah. that and a lot of questions. Yeah, so yeah. we might have to do a part three. Um, but mm. what are we speaking about today? What are we speaking about today? Speaking about relationships and it's not what you're thinking. <laughs> I'm so done. dish. <laughs> I'm actually so done. Okay, so what is what is it about then? What uh, about relationships? What whilst okay, we're gonna try and discuss relationships in society, in broad society, and try and cover different relationships that, that have come up in the news and dysfunctional relationships that have come up in the news. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's do let's crack off. So what are we starting with? Harry and Meghan Markle. I almost want to say book, book, book at the same time. You know, you've got to Do I hear wedding it. bells ringing? Yeah, so. <laughs> Thank holiday. Obviously, the wedding might be lit. Fried chicken. Um, but, hey. but the memes. Oh. Oh, the, hey. memes the memes actually been too much. Either way, um, what are we saying about the wedding? Yeah, they, they got engaged um, Monday, 27th of November. Or at least they announced that they got engaged yeah. on Monday. I can't remember. I don't know if the exact I think they got engaged thing. earlier in the month. Okay. But it is. Okay. Yeah told everyone else um, and then obviously naturally the country has been talking about it very ex- excited about it but with some the people, announcement some people are very excited some, <laughs> some are, some are yeah. some are, you know what I mean yeah. for various reasons <laughs> there various has, reasons there have been questions that have been raised about the nature of this engagement what it means for the couple and for the country mm. um, because and I, I'm in agreement with this I can't imagine that it was an easy road for Harry yeah to get this to happen um, within the royal family um, there have been questions of age difference. Yeah. Um, her race. Mm-hmm. She's not British. She's American. Okay. And she's divorced. Okay. So let's 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 just hit this up in three ways. What does it mean for the couple? What does it mean for the country? What does it mean for the church? No. Mm-hmm. Like the way I did that one. There. <laughs> that sermon outline. Okay then. What does it mean for the couple? Hit us up. Uh. Okay. I mean, love. Very. Mm. <laughs> 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 must be Today nice love, love. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's okay. it's not the first time that a royal member of the family a member of the royal family has been in some sort of descent within the traditional um conventions of the family yeah um mm. so i imagine that there were issues within the family regarding what is traditionally done 
yeah and how things should operate so like i mentioned the the fact that she isn't british Mm -hmm. um she isn't white i imagine would be part of it (laughs) yeah um, that she's divorced and so that must have been hard for them to overcome um a lot of things happen behind the doors we don't know all the details um do we know any we don't know there's just bare conjecture (laughs) okay speculation fair fair. but 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 we can all appreciate there's probably been a lot of you know whiplash to be fair my 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 assumptions about their struggle is coming from his uncle i think it's his uncle yeah in terms of him actually sort of declining to take up the throne to marry an american actress it's his great uncle great uncle sorry great uncle yeah 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 yeah. um so that and and obviously we know details of that struggle in charles and diane charles and camilla yeah so that makes me think again that there must have been those kind of conversations with regards to harry in this um, situation. Yeah. I hear that. I hear that. So for the couple, we see there's probably been quite a few hurdles. Yeah. In that sense, um, for the country, mm. what are we saying? So how does this affect? I I think one of the big things is how does this affect the black community? I, I was going to start with the white community. How does this affect the white? Because community? I was going to say that now we have within the royal family. Yeah. A person of color. Yeah. And so what will happen is obviously, um, hopefully they have a child and um, and so on. That means we have a person of color's bloodline in the, sorry, person of color's blood in the bloodline. Mm-hmm. And that changes the, the makeup of the family tree and, and, yeah. and so on for generations. Mm. Um, and I think white Britain- If they Britain, have children anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is-, this is yeah. 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 White Britain's going to have to come to terms with and reckon with that- as a part of their monarchy mm-hmm. um, and how they react to it i think is going to be very revealing as to what their perceptions are of pe- persons of color or people of color because we, we already know that the way racism works in britain is a lot more subtle than in america yeah and so i think this is going to be one of those um testing grounds that actually shows and exposes that subtlety for what it is if it's there which i mean i i, I think it is and we're going to see more of it exposed Mm. I think it causes people to like address things. So I remember even yeah. I think when they had began their relationship, they put out a statement talking about a lot of the flack that they had received, a lot of the mm. racial comments that had been made, and it forced people who may never have had like someone like Harry now who may never have ever considered race issues to actually have to address it, and the fact that does that does impact Meghan and black people in the country yeah. And, yeah. and so forth. Um, I, um, I was speaking for particularly for like black people. I mm. I saw something someone had said where they said for century the american african-american story anyway has african women have always been perceived to be well wanting to be mute silenced by systems of oppression and now the engagement um promotes a positive story about a woman of color who was accomplished well before she met a prince so it wasn't this whole mm. idea of you know he needed to propel her into the limelight she was already kind of successful in her own regard right. um so they're just kind of encouraged that this is like a story um that that i don't know promotes the the successes of of black women um in a in a in a context where that's they're not normally given that that platform um but i don't know i think there's been a lot of skepticism some people are like this is not going to do anything you mm. know the the idea that megan is now going to become a face for change that is able to topple over any sort of systematic sy- systematic racial oppression and so forth i don't know how right. we're putting too much in a woman I, I yeah i don't think it's going to be does she even know how much we're putting on her? <laughs> like people like explain her to be like another. I don't know. It's not. I don't think it's gonna be a massive trigger for some sort of like, um, re, you know, yeah, cultural paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I think it does. I mean, so I think of okay, William and Kate, and you see them in the public eye when it comes to events. Their faces are ever present, and I think yeah. that kind of presence, um, regarding the per- a person of color, means that when they visit Wales and when they visit Yorkshire or London, yeah, or wherever they go, they're going to be living in Kensington. Actually, yeah, um, you're going to have people. You're going to have to see her and recognize her as a part of this family yeah um so i think more than anything it will cause or bring about personal reflection yeah um as opposed to massive systemic changes yeah richard something that i'm i'm i just can't get away from is that i think when this uh news initially came to light there was a i can't remember what newspaper it was but essentially they mapped out all of her family Mm -hmm. and they literally Mm. just said um, let's meet Meghan Merkel's family and they were literally like this is her brother he's been arrested this is so and so was that like, the Daily Mail? <laughs> yeah, I don't know I don't know Express or Daily Mail someone like and I'm just sitting there like Rah. her mom has dreadlocks <gasps> <laughs> like, like do you know what I mean like shock horror like, and it's just like man like do you know what I mean like you instantly see a divide those who are at least you know outwardly saying oh this is wonderful news mm. you know this is going to be a wonderful wedding they're going to sing we're going to dance we're going to do this stuff Frank holiday. You know, we're going to wear gillies but then you have, you have, <laughs> at the same time you have african like, rap the comp like the like stormy's going to perform do you know what i mean like all that kind of stuff yeah and then at, the other, Michael Dapper. Like, at the other end <laughs> hey. you have um this whole tingle um <laughs> you have like this like this completely other like like where where this subtle racism that israel's alluded to starts to come to the forefront yeah um and it and it and it shows you know what i mean even though do you know what i mean she's very like fair she's very light-skinned do you know what i mean mm. she's you know her mom was her mom was really quite light and then she's now do you know what i mean to be to me mixed race is she's she's actually very light do you know what i mean yeah but that said she's still got the melanin do you know what i mean and mm. where she's got that pigment you instantly see that <laughs> how hostile just even a bit of pigment you instantly see how hostile, yeah. do you know what I mean, um, certain people start getting and um, certain big platforms start getting. They don't need to coll- They don't need to come together and say, okay, what do we make of this X, Y, and Z? Hmm. They all know their stance on this from the jump and they start putting it out from as fast as they possibly can. Let's look into her family. Yeah. Let's see why, why she shouldn't be getting married in the prince. Let's see why does she get them um, get divorced. Obviously, we'll come into that. Yeah, because that's the me? thing. My mum, my mum literally brought it up because my mum loves the royal family. Let's, she let's, stands for Diana and stuff. Or... Let's let's hold off on that. Let's ju- let's jump. To, actually, let's let's deal with that now. The next section. Um, what does this relationship actually mean for the church? How should the church mm. respond to this? You might not looking all salty. Or, or, I'm happy to see sort, marriages. That's sort. beautiful. The fact that yeah. you know people are still getting married in yeah. this day and age and feel that they need to take make a commitment to each other. All right, is that all you feel though? Yeah. <laughs> right, so I'm so Mary only sees this as wonderful because people are getting married. Yeah. Um, my Christian worldview has to address the fact. <laughs> he said my I Christian worldview. Okay, no, like, you speak no, 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 and I'll no, see. No, no. I'll, come on. But t- my Christian worldview has to address the fact that they are that Meghan Merkel has been divorced. Hmm. Oh no! Of course, that's what. No, I was... no, no, no! Because you said, I said, is that wow. all? I, I me- said, you know what? I, you I gave you. Your I mentioned divorce beforehand, by the way. I mentioned divorce. Chose not to. I mentioned divorce beforehand. So I'm saying, um, where she has been divorced, my Christian worldview actually has to say, do you know what? Though, in one sense, I appreciate this might actually be um, change how race is perceived, and we thank God for this good. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, we have to also reckon with the fact that divorce, in and of itself, is wrong. 
and thus, do you know what I mean? As God Christ, hates divorce. You know, God hates divorce. What God has joined together, let no man separate. Mm. And do you know what I mean? Anyone who therefore engages in that is actually committing adultery. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Right. And that's, obviously, don't get me wrong. There are there are times whereby divorce is, um, and potentially remarriage are, is, do you know what I mean? It's permissible yeah. according to the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are definitely times where it is, well, generally speaking it's not do you know what I yeah mean? and mm-hmm. i think that's a concern because a lot of people do well especially in the culture that we see in this day and age people people repeatedly get remarried yeah. people, people yeah. repeatedly get yeah. divorced irreconcilable irreconcilable differences irreconcilable differences. You know, and then that's Tongue it you know mm. of the, oh i don't love her anymore i fell out of love with him and mm. so forth and actually this is a, a, a deeper issue you know god hates divorce right um and there has to be a biblical pattern that we almost allow and we don't allow in in spelling out who and who cannot get remarried and and who can and who and who cannot get divorced and so forth mm. um so what spell it out for me what are what are the biblical kind of groundings that form marriage remarriage and divorce marriage um the union of a man and a woman uh genesis chapter yeah. 2 yep bone of my bone flesh of my flesh you guys are losers <laughs> <laughs> um you know obviously yeah and, mm. and and christ makes you know very big of those verses and, mm. and goes on to really you know say that that's that's god bringing two people to be one um and from that moment onwards where god has made them one no one can separate mm-hmm. they are a they are that the union is lasting right yeah um and that's and that's you know and there's distinction between man and woman as though, even though there's also commonality, commonality stressed in Genesis one, distinction stressed in, in Genesis two, um, but when all is said and done, when they do come together to form that one um, um, couple, that one, do you know what I mean, married couple, um, no one separates them, mm. um, and 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 obviously there are, but in a world of sin, right? Um, God has you know made uh, well stated there are certain things that make divorce, remarriage permissible yeah because um, it's like sorry like deuteronomy 24 where there was a was a sense where moses almost allowed divorce and then christ has to kind of speak against hash, that in matthew yeah, well, 19 well, 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 he hashes it out yeah he speaks again it's, it's it's obviously biblical interpretation isn't it he expounds you know, he ex- one would say he expounds one would say he contra- like he he goes against or um or he re- i mean like he rehashes out the law yeah but whatever you take of that when all is said and done Christ speaks of it in in Deuteronomy 19 in a particular way. Do you know what I mean? And and that we that we that we definitely take as binding today. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like and and it's not just Christ in Deuteronomy 19. It's Paul in in Romans seven, for example, mm-hmm. um, when he speaks about death being uh, one of the reasons why someone can remarry. Yeah. Um, or abandonment, for example, in in Corinthians. Do you know what I mean? Like there's 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 or adultery. You know, throughout mm-hmm. throughout Matthew and. And throughout the Gospels, do you know what I mean? You see um, these clear instances whereby, at the very least, at, at least in those instances whereby divorce is permissible, at the very least. So divorce is only well. permissible when there's been an act of adultery. An act of adultery, um, abandonment, according to one Corinthians chapter six. Abandon. Spell that out. What do you mean by abandonment? Abandonment just. Desertion, like desertion. Yeah, just so, if somebody, so I'm married to Mark. Mark leaves me. I can Mark, 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 Mark just disappears on you. Just, go, just like, do you know what I mean? Easy. I'm with Mark, and Mark fakes his death or something, and and appears in so and so. Or Mark, Mark right. goes, but, and there's, and there's or Mark, no. Or Mark just disappears and, and moves to Nigeria without me, and and do you know what I mean all that kind of right. stuff? Abandonment, like mm-hmm. literally abandoned. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I would say I, uh, again, 
this was a bit more flexible but i i, I do want to be sympathetic and open to um cases of abuse when me and my sisters are talking we're always like i don't know if your husband's being you to be honest but with i've you. always thought in that in that regard Unfo- separation unfo- first yeah, yeah yeah so it's it's right. it's it's a, that one's a lot trickier it's not really explicitly addressed in the bible as far as i'm concerned mm-hmm. um but as a pastor yeah i'm not a pastor by i was the about way. to say <laughs> i would say as a pastor if i was giving pastoral care hmm. um, and someone was being abused I would not tell them to continue living with that person. Right. So you percent. And um, we want to make this very clear. Like we we would say re- report it to the police you know I mean? and yeah, to, the, exactly. to, the, to the necessary you know, authorities. Justice, et like, don't, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's the honest truth. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like you might tell me you want to try work it out with him, you want to try do X, Y, and Z. It might not be the wisest thing. It it might do you know I mean it might I just, would say it might do be it a very gracious thing. Do but it across the intermediaries or whatever, but but I was w- gonna say the the, 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 the see through thing. The see through. <laughs> <laughs> you know in, in the in the in the penitentiary, in jail, you know? do it across the the, the, the see through glass in jail where, yeah. whereby he's in jail, and then make your and he's and he's say, um, and he's a, and and distance. It's like okay, yeah, you can't touch no, me. No, it's true. And then make you're, you're actually, and actually, if you want to address some of those issues, then I think it's a better context to address them no but, but then but in that case I if i was exactly if someone was that. being assaulted right. and that woman was to divorce him she can't get remarried biblically well the question is is her divorce valid in the eyes of the lord and yeah. that that's that's where you get a very questionable answer because i at what's that your point, answer my answer as far as i'm concerned right now is no okay, and so cool. that means i would advise separation but i wouldn't necessarily call it divorce do you see what i'm saying okay um and even in the case of if a man was to cheat on his wife and his wife divorced him. His wife can get remarried, but he can't get remarried, right? Uh, his wife can get remarried. Wait, wait. But he can't get... If, if the man cheated. Yeah. If the man cheated. So Mark cheats on Sally. Mm-hmm. Sally divorces him. Sally marries someone else. But can Mark get... Mark can't get married. That's questionable. To be I honest thought, with you. I thought that was... To be honest with you. I thought that was you, in the Bible. To be honest with you, I'm not sure that's true. I'm not sure if Mark can get remarried. I don't that, think he can. Obviously, I'm not gonna lie. I need to sit down and and, and read a few texts again because I haven't I haven't looked into the issue of divorce and remarriage for a while. Okay, but as far as off head, mm-hmm. if Sally can't live with Mark after such a after such failings, and Sally now decides to go to play with Jeff, do you know what I mean? What's the mean as in, in marriage remarries yeah, yeah, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, play. Please <laughs> respect Sally, please. <laughs> Godly Sally. <laughs> godly Sally. Um, if Godly Sally goes to marry Godly Jeff, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I must say, ungodly Mark, uh, Mark who's sinned and fallen mm-hmm. short, you know, he sits there, repents of his sin, and is like, okay, I messed up, duh, 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 I messed up this marriage. Can Mark go remarry? Mm-hmm. Off my head, I'm not sure. He, I'm, I don't think. I, I thought I, that I, was I the consequence of. It might not be. I, I thought know. that was a consequence of his sin. I don't. <laughs> it's tricky, you know. I don't know. It is. Obviously, we're not trying here's to. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Trying to, don't be we're saying. We're saying. Of course, hundred percent. That's that's what. You, that's why you should avoid doing the stuff first. Like that. The first post we're reaching is okay. Adultery is a permissible uh, reason. A, yeah, for for um, a divorce. Moving forward, the second post is: Are the parties looked at equally in this act of divorce, or are they unequal? Because to say that Sally, who was cheated on, can remarry and What's his name again? Mark. Mark, who catch who up, keep cheat, up. Who keep did up. the cheat? Who did the cheating? Yeah, can't get married. We're saying that in that act of divorce, there are two different places. 
They are, but but, but I, is that I, is that what is expounded on when we read about divorce in the instance of adultery? That there are two different places depending on and, who's and the um, this is the thing. I don't I don't think there's any text that really talks about them being on different playing fields after. Obviously, it doesn't necessarily. It's one has sinned, right? And one is has has the right to to walk away. Whether they're on two completely separate playing, different playing fields, I don't think the scripture ever actually gives that kind of. Uh, but the person that would remarry Mark has committed divorce, has committed adultery. How? Because doesn't it say he's no in, longer married? One second, let me. Let at me that find point, that. he's no longer married because she has the right to divorce him. I'm so now they're actually, he, he's actually a single man. Matthew five thirty two, when he talks about if I tell you anyone who divorces his wife except for sexual immorality, immorality makes her the victim of adultery, and anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Yeah, Mark is a divorced man. So meet so if Anne was to remarry, if was to marry Mark, who's had a divorce, he's committed. She's committed adultery. Right. You know what's crazy? Blackberry um, Bible study and that. <laughs> Blackberry <laughs> Bible study. I think we're going to end up going back and forth um, on this yeah. topic. Okay, we might have to come back. I was whipping out my I, Bible, but I, in I'm my thinking. opinion, I always thought that like, if it, to I be honest, to be if honest, I cheated on my husband, for the, example, the one thing and that I get we, divorced, one I can't thing that we can, I think we can all God agree forbid, on. God forbid. One thing that we can all agree on. Sorry, Mary saying, God forbid. I will not cheat on the love of my life. But the was a good. She's waiting for you. Um the one thing that we can all agree on i think and and i think this just comes to, to light when we start speaking about this kind of topic mm. is that when you do commit adultery when you do the breaking down of relationships is mm-hmm. the result of the fall yeah and that makes things very very messy because mm-hmm. things then go against their god intended purposes so now we're trying to figure out caveats for all these various things like even in i'm not trying to be funny you go back to um leviticus uh, the levitical law um you start to see message um well you start to see uh Things like, for example, if man already has two wives, how do you deal with that? Yeah. Polygamy is not condoned by the Bible. The mm-hmm. Bible hates polygamy. Yeah. Yet people that have already found themselves in those situations, how do we handle mm. it now? That man still has to fund for both women. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, but at the same time, like, and, that's, and that's kind of the situation we're finding ourselves in here. Mm-hmm. It's not the ideal. Yeah. And so we're having to make rules and find out how, we, how to deal with it. But to be honest with you, it just shouldn't be happening. Yeah. Um. And 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 when things are now so messy as a result of it all, you can see the kind of dilemmas you're in because even Christians are there turning their head, wondering, can this man even be remarried? Do I mean be remarried? To be honest, it's probably better for him to stay single anyway. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um. In terms of his rights, but that's that's that that's something we might have to sit down and do a Bible study over later on. Me and you, Mary. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> Israel's just sitting there with his face just scrunched up, like oh, I have no idea how to respond. <laughs> I have no idea. That's his ruminating face, actually. He's about to say something profound. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking everything that you guys are saying and trying to synthesize um, something for myself. But yes. Cool. Okay. So that was how this relationship affects. Yeah. So that, couple, was, that was the first the country relationship the in mm-hmm. society. Mm. What's the second? Which, which is um, the second relationship we want to discuss is actually a deformed relationship or dysfunctional relationship as a result of sin. And it's been relationships with between employers, employees um, in society with, regarding the issue of sexual harassment mm-hmm. in the workplace. Yeah. And so the, the, the first one, and I guess the one that sort of triggered a lot of these um, claims has was um, Harvey Weinstein yeah. um, from the Weinstein Company who... Yeah. 
um, has received, I think it's like over 50, uh, maybe. Yeah, it's Hollywood boy. Um, different claims yeah. of sexual harassment from different women, um, all, you know, all accusing him of this atrocity. There's been revelations of settlement um, payments in the past regarding things like this. Um, some of the descriptions of these claims have been horrendous. Yeah. Um, as a result, he's been kicked out of the company. The company is even wondering whether it can exist anymore. Mm. Um, and it sparked mm. um, a campaign where other women are coming out regarding other yeah. um, sexual harassment claims outside of Weinstein. Um, I think part of that was the hashtag Me Too. Yeah, so you've got like people yeah. who've come out for Louis C.K. Yeah. You've got Kevin Spacey. You've got yeah. Brett Rantner. You've got Russell Simmons, who was mm-hmm. uh, very, very recent. Yeah. There's been at least... 25 right. men even there was a ah oh, uh like a host a show host and he's had to come down step down as well for some of the oh, wow. harassments he's done to some women in the workplace there was um high profile men as well yeah the yeah. labor mp um carl Sargent of wales um committed suicide in response to sexual harassment claims and the um the i think someone in the labor party said you're gonna have to resign because of this and then a week later he was found dead wow um, and yeah, and there's a second Labour MP, not second Labour staff member who hasn't been revealed um, their identity, kind of. but yeah, same sexual yeah. misconduct um, claims against them. And so, yeah, so right now it does seem that within the, the wider society, one of the conversations about the dysfunctions of relationships are, you know, the woman's safety in the workplace mm-hmm. and mm. respecting, honouring the... Um, sort of professional relationships that men are meant to have with women. Yeah. Mm. Something else to note as well, there was another hashtag that followed me too, which was called Church Too. Um, mm. And a lot of women were sharing their experiences of sexual harassment, mm. sexual within abuse church. within the church, right. um, either from their childhood or recent yeah. times. And it, oh, it's harrowing, just some mm. of the stories that, and, and that was following. And I'm assuming where it's just, a, where it's a, not just a hashtag, but where it's a hashtag and you start to, you can easily just search the hashtag and see. Yeah, so this church to meet too. more confident to come out with stories that they previously felt they weren't able to say out loud yeah. or they never had a voice or a platform to say it on yeah you know uh. and actually there was um terry cruz came out mm. regarding um sexual harassment wow that was laid against him this was i think i can't remember how many years ago maybe like five five to ten years ago and part in part of it part of his um Cosby? revelation was um i don't, I don't think it was called oh as in as oh, Cosby, yeah, yeah. oh sorry well. yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm um he was saying that, you know, part of the reason why people take so long is because for a lot of them, their careers are on the line. We're talking about someone who's trying to end, enter Hollywood and Weinstein is like their connection mm. to basically be on the biggest platform of their life. It's not that easy for someone to just say, I'm going to challenge you, me or nobody in this um, yeah. industry yeah. and you this like, quote, small G God in this, in- like it's hard to... to confront that and to think that you're actually going to have a voice that will be heard yeah um, and it's weird for someone like weinstein he because he was actually kind of a uh a, a women's rights liberal kind of supporter hmm. he was he had supported clinton and her her um, presidential campaign he had supported a lot of um, women's rights as well so for someone like him who's seen as the liberal kind right. of champion of women's mm-hmm. rights actually mm-hmm. being found to be doing things yeah. that almost uh brings that to another light is it's just shocking yeah yeah. um but i think this is indicative i remember i was listening to a a interview and and they were speaking about weinstein and the man was saying that we kind of condemn someone like a weinstein but then we praise someone like a hugh hefner who's Mm. made a career of objectifying 
denigrating women and, right. and, and we don't think this is actually going to have a yeah. impact on reality yeah. you've created we, all this art um to you know make women essentially just objects we, we did the exact same thing when we spoke about kevin hart like right and his and his uh his marriage and or his his adultery and that came out and all this kind of stuff yeah and even the way he spoke about it and and the build up to it mm-hmm. like it it's sad because yes you're in 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 one hand you know you're you're literally there to you're the first ones to condemn but at the same time you're there on deaf comedy jam watching mm. kevin hart like you said objectify yeah. women or make jokes about women but it's only when like you said it has a bearing on reality that all of a sudden the jokes are no longer funny and mm. you, do you know what i mean and you have you you start to bring your crucifix but when he talk he's talking about it as though he's done it we want to laugh and it's just it just shows a double standard and inconsistency and the fallenness of our human nature mm. um, in terms of the fact that we even find these things funny add into that there was um, an article titled why and um, why we should not we should not be surprised by all these sexual harassment claims we live in a nation of porn addicts mm. and mm. following from that it's essentially given i think a lot of a lot of the wider media has created a one-sided or single faced picture of women which is they are objects of men's sexual pleasure full stop and that's and that sentence is what's carried through in terms of the mass use of porn um in terms of how we speak about women by the way even subtle porn so for example right. um adverts that you might see on tv trying mm. to sell things to men mm. often have you know women walking around in mm. in, in, in anything or a woman arising out of out of the sea do you know what i mean like mm. that's what she does on a day-to-day yeah do you know what i mean like it's quite like it's 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 crazy because the very same things that are so um prominent um in in marketing in media are the very same things that are killing us do you know what mm. i mean and mm. it's uh it really is it really is a shame it really is a shame but yeah again it just points to the inconsistency of fallen man mm. um that we're happy to advertise these things right. um, use these things in advertising use these things in entertainment and use these things do you know what i mean and as as part of tv shows and all mm. this kind of stuff you know um, i've not even watched it but you can name something you can name a show scandal everyone fi- finds it as such a hype but then do you know what i mean when somebody actually falls into scandal there's all sorts of problems right. yeah. you know what i mean so how should christians think about and deal with wider issues of sexism sexual assault you know things that we're speaking about essentially we should abominate it right yeah um i, th- I think something that it really does is like i said genesis chapter 2 speaks about the you know, well, Genesis three speaks about, well, Genesis two actually speaks about the differences between man and woman. You know, and 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 how they, men and women, and how they, you know, yeah, how they still come together. Mm-hmm. But Genesis, and well, actually, Genesis two forms a good idea for what the relationship between men and women should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Genesis one just really speaks about the commonality of men and women in the f- in the sense that they're both made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore, whenever we begin to objectify women, whenever we begin to harass, uh, sexually harass women. Or, you know, whenever whenever any of those things are done, it's sad because what it does is it almost denigrates the, right. you know, the, the, the woman's the, the woman's personhood. Mm. Um, and it, you know, it almost removes the fact that she's made in the image of God and, yeah. and, mm. and just places, makes her an object to be, to me, that to, as a means just to satisfy your pleasures. Mm. And that is, you know, that's hedonistic thought, one. But that's also, you know, just the pursuit of pleasure. But two, it's, it, and it's the pursuit of pleasure outside of the glory of God. Mm. And that is, you know, that's hideous. Uh, that's something that we should abominate. 
um and that's not you that's not viewing women in the right kind of in a biblical kind of according to a biblical worldview mm. uh, so yeah we should abominate that stuff <laughs> hardcore I, definitely i think it, it also gives us an opportunity to um present a compelling um apologetic yeah for the coherence and i think what is in many respects a natural um understanding of the dignity of women mm. to say that look the christian faith has at its very you know roots going back to genesis like you said this understanding that women are made in the image of god and they are sacred they are worthy of dignity they're not just objects you pick up at a store and drop off when you get home like it. yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it's very it's a very different um ball game you're playing and to and to present that to the to, to the culture as one an argument for why we should oppose these um um, acts of sexual harassment and to fight for um, the safety of women in the workplace but also Christians to then engage culture and say but you can't continue to just um, flaunt sex out there like as if it's nothing it's, I think we keep on coming back to this same um, what do you call this was a big fancy word for this uh, <laughs> conflict is it conflict I said issue <laughs> it's, it's on the one hand dilemma yeah on the one hand culture wants to say we have to respect each other we have to um, be dignified we have to know that we, we can't objectify each other but on the other hand there's this sort of like sexual revolution hangover that says well we're going to let people view sex in um, indiscriminately it's just it's just it's like eating so it's appetite if you have it satisfy it don't think twice about it whatever um, not knowing that the two are connected mm. Mm. It's, it's not to say yeah, the two are connected you if you grow up constantly watching porn constantly watching these shows that where you see men literally just doing whatever they want with women then when you look around you and you see women what are you going to think yeah but oh i can do whatever i want i feel mm. like it right now hey excuse me woman i want to do this i'm not trying to be funny yeah but <laughs> even growing up yeah i remember my youth club used to play all sorts of random songs like you mm. know um I don't even know the... I'm just going to say the first line, but I don't even know the name of the song. Is it the song called Get Low? Um, <laughs> sure, wow. you got those apple bottom jeans. Oh, like, isn't like that um, Flo Rida? Yeah. Flur, okay, we know, we know the song. That song, that song. <laughs> but, no, no, but the reason I mention it is because, you know, when you're young, you might hear some of these songs and they might just right. be, they might be in the back of your mind, it's just, oh, it's a nice vibe mm-hmm. or, oh, it's just, do you know what I mean? And you used to hear the same mm. thing now, by the way, even when you're older. But mm-hmm. you might hear it and you might think, oh, it's just a nice vibe or, or it's just a song that plays in my parents' car or, or random songs like that, um, random things like that. But then when you go back to it, all of a sudden you find that, no, this is something that has subtly been indoctrinated me to view women as nothing more than objects. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that is that is detrimental to one's alt- um, worldview as it matures, you know, mm-hmm. because then you end up mat- having a, a worldview that slowly matures with this at the back of it. And, and it's though it's subtle, it's deadly and destructive mm. and ultimately going to do very like a lot of damage in the future i remember yeah. the um the analogy that people used to say when i was younger uh you know men are like a master key you can open all doors and that's a good thing but if you're the woman that's the door and you're open by lots of keys then you're a slut who was saying this to you <laughs> this is, wow okay 
Israel, your the childhood point, is. No, no, wait, wait, wait. You're the one that was singing lyrics. <laughs> don't, from, don't point. From it's true. Right it's true. Don't, don't, don't be I did not that. sing it. I quoted. Okay, but the point was <laughs> again, just to, it's just to add to your point. So don't yeah. try and yeah. It's to add to your point that growing up there was this idea of yeah. men can do whatever they want, and it's, but and it's, it's up to the woman to be respectable and, and to to hold her dignity it's not it's not my obligation like, i'm yeah. gonna do what i want it's mm. your job woman if you want to mm. be dignified yeah. but it's not and, and that is no, it's again true. it's not it's not a right view of women as image bearer that yeah. because it's sacred i do have a responsibility to uphold that sacredness i can't yeah. just look at it and say oh that's not my business yeah i'll do what i want yeah i think yeah. even just looking at this this whole what's happened and the different profiles and so forth you just see a lot of the a lot of people are almost politicizing and saying that mm. the abuse and the degradation of women is, is because we live in this patriarchal society that sees women as this and the only way we can actually combat this is just to tackle male power structures and give women whatever they need to get and mm. and the whole idea of men women are the victims men are the abusers we just need to kind of fix the system but i think that the christian responds knowing that all men are ravaged by sin right that of course that may be the platform that men may be showing their sin but we're we're just as sinful as, as men are um mm. and this whole idea that it actually does speak to the apologetic of we're all ravaged by sin we are all culpable of the fall and that we all need to be redeemed through the lord and, mm. and that that's 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 what we need to present to the world of not oh men are trash or yeah you know you know men you know how men are boys will be boys that sort of rhetoric right, actually right. men are men we've all we've yeah. all fallen we're all sinners yeah. and we all need to be redeemed it, it, take, it reminds me again of i got this from harvey Preacher cohen Mary. I, I, I don't know <laughs> if, if he's the one who who did you get this from created this harvey cohen was a um professor um of missiology Okay. I think so. I, yeah, we'll West agree with you. Theology, <laughs> theological seminary, and he in in his book um, Evangelism mm-hmm. okay. and something he he talks about um, human beings as being sinners and sinned against, mm-hmm. and it's, it's understanding that both are true of any one person that they are sinners who commit sins, but we also are sinned against, mm-hmm. and oh, so. Concurrent. Yeah, and so it's it's not for us to take one and forget the other. So you get people who say, "Oh, but women are the sinners," and so is there is their job to look after themselves. You know, you need to watch your dressing, you need to do things like that. Of course, women have a responsibility, mm-hmm. but they are also sinned against, and so there's also responsibility from people outside to say, "We are not going to sin against you," mm-hmm. because part of what you know, a, a woman who is sinned against as a child is affected in in adulthood mm-hmm. um, and so understanding that um balance and saying both are true means that the way we respond is, is essentially to critique the different positions but to affirm what is true from both and to say we are gonna we are gonna stand up against people who sin against women and we are going to show that responsibility is required from the entire society mm-hmm. yeah every single person here has to be involved in challenging this problem Mm. you go israel you go and it's a problem that's essentially internalized within all of us and thus everyone does have something they can do yeah towards yeah, fixing the problem yeah. mm. i hear that um i guess so man this has been this has been a very interesting uh episode relationships not what you think let's let's hit one more human on human relationship mm. um obviously in the news recently mm-hmm. we've been hearing an awful lot about uh what's been happening in libya uh mm-hmm. i think i think what sparked it was the cnn um the cnn clip that right. was shown 
uh, and ever since then, a lot more attention has been paid to the conditions that have been happening out there. But the long and short thought, <laughs> a long short thought is <laughs> a long short thought. You know, I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm struggling. Um, to cut a long story short, we got there. We got um, there. We got there. <laughs> it's essentially modern day slavery, mm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. mass murder, um, huge objectif- objectification of women, um, human kidnapping, kidnapping. Yeah. Yeah. And murdering out at sea mm. there's a lot of stuff going on um but i guess we can blanket it all under the 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 hideous label of slavery at the moment yeah yeah um what are your guys responses to that how do how should the christian church respond um what's your response to that richard um i do this to mary all the time <laughs> she cannot <laughs> flip it on me because Happy she to never flip takes it. it um again this comes back to the whole idea of being made in the in the imago mm. day mm-hmm. you know in the image of god and whenever we try to um enslave other humans you know um knowing that god has made us in his image that we're called to rule as vice regents in the earth um with justice with equity with in righteousness with upholding morals um and respecting um you know life uh, human yeah. life uh, it does it brings you know it's a heavy disjustice um to what it really means to be made in the image of god it's actually you know it's it's devastating just how bad the conditions are out there mm. um i listened to a i think it was maybe a 10 15 minute um clip by one man who had been sold into slavery five times wow. and in libya he escaped got caught again escaped got caught again escaped got caught again um and you could just tell that by the end of it, it's sad because he was, he was um, triggering emotions within me that he just couldn't express anymore because he's been mm. so caught up in it all that it's just he's he's almost he said I've just cried too many tears to to cry anymore like I just can't mm. and I'm just so happy for the protests that have been taking place for the people that have stormed the streets because when all is said and done, you know, there the atrocities that are being carried out right now have been exposed and they've been brought mm. to light mm. and we're thankful to see that people like we've got family members out there i've got friends out there many of whom who are, many of whom are dead many of whom have just been their bodies just been thrown into pits yeah. Do you know i mean various things like that and it's just good to know that people on the other side of the world have started to care the cnn did not even begin like i'm thankful that's triggered it but that doesn't even begin to do justice to the most hideous atrocities that are being carried out Mm. and so it's, it really is a sad state of affairs and something that we must do everything we can i guess to um to correct as you know as um individuals as the church as a nation you know uh, it, as, as a continent you know as a superpower in, in the uk as as those who are closer in in the in the countries in africa um geographically speaking yeah that's my current thoughts right there um so so to carry on from from what you've been saying richard i when i when i found out about it saw the videos it, it, it's sort of my we've always known that human trafficking was a problem in the yeah. world mm-hmm. so it wasn't so my, my first thought wasn't wow i've never known that this existed existed yeah. but what it did trigger my head is wow the power of the visual because mm. It, mm. we've seen we've seen images of slave auctions in like 12 years a slave and um roots and all these other shows but we know that okay this happened in the past and so what i'm currently watching isn't reality civilization has progressed yeah so this is something in history 
So I and even when that happened, I felt a visceral sort of reaction, knowing that okay, this is in the past, this is right now. I still felt this like this is mm. unacceptable. But then, like you said, it's this idea of oh, but we've passed on from that. And then to see a real live auction, and to think, hold on, right now, as I stand, you know, where, I don't remember where I was, maybe my room or something. As I sit, yeah. You know, as I sit right there, as I'm watching this, this is a real thing happening somewhere. Right in this world right now mm. and that and to see it was like okay it's one thing to read it but that that vigil it, it caused the trigger and i think it caused the trigger for a lot of people which is why it's it's, it's sort of like taking center stage in terms of public discourse funny enough the civil rights movement had the exact same reaction you know everyone knew that you know oppression was was happening here there that these you know what i mean that various people were being yeah. black people were being killed left right and center when you start to see the Emmett Till or mm. the, the pictures of him, do you know what I mean? Like after mm. he's yeah. been, after being butchered, do you know what I mean? When right. you start to see those pictures yeah. of him in, the, uh, him in the casket at the uh, at the open casket funeral, you know, like, like all those kind of things start to put into your. Do you know what I mean? All of a sudden, yeah, people were just triggered. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? They were genuinely upset because the the imagination could only take them mm. so far. Mm. Almost once they saw the pictures once mm. they saw it live uh, once they saw it, the funeral the body all of a sudden do you know what i mean you start getting a real action started taking place and obviously it formed a movement that you know that we'll speak about for centuries millennia yeah. and i think uh, just just one more on, on that as well even the whole like the black lives matters movement yeah have you seen a video of was it eric garner yeah. saying i can't, can't breathe, breathe i can't breathe to see that yeah I mean, you're looking at it thinking yeah what is actually going through the mind of the police officers when they are doing this or the one in Chicago where the guy was shot, um, a young boy was shot um, 16 times and you're watching the police officer shoot 16 bullets and you're thinking, the wow. guy is actually dead and yeah. you you still yeah. put a full 10 more rounds through. Mm. That visual... It was it was the end of 13th that got me when I watched uh, 13th on Netflix, the uh, um, about the 13th Amendment and, and right at the end mm. how they just showed like a a collation of 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 various people people being murdered right being killed um and just and even audio clips and all that kind of stuff and mm. all of a sudden you're just like rah like this actually happened do you know what i mean yeah. like especially when you think of um, people can put all kinds of twists and narratives on yeah. it but this, this stuff visually actually yeah, happened yeah, and yeah. you can't get away from that yeah and it's just crazy because the people that are doing it were walking away free and mm. you're just like, no, nah, you can't actually, this is an injustice. Mm. Uh, Even when you listen to a lot of the kind of the stories, you just see the aim is essentially prosperity. They, they, they've mm. journeyed to Libya in hope of getting to another place, yeah. in hoping mm. of bettering their lives. And, and a lot of us, uh, black, second, third generation, mm. African Caribbeans have experiences where our parents came to UK, America with mm. that same idea. So it could be our yeah. mum who is now in Libya. Easily. It could be our brother, yeah. it could be our sister. Yeah. And that hit so deep for me. And then you, you, you listen to one of the men who was speaking, it's almost saddened at the fact that he has to go back mm. to Nigeria, I think it was. And he's, he's, he's saddened by the idea of him having to return to, to essentially no opportunity. And it, it's just so sad that we, we, we're seeing a, a situation in which men are selling other men mm. with no regard of their dignity, no regard of the fact that they're made in the image of God and, and doing this for profit. It's so shameful and um, so saddening. And I think, but how do you guys think the church should respond to this? Okay, there's going to be, <laughs> there I throw in the caveat, geographical mm. locations, mm. 
is going to play a part in how much or you know the type of aid and response you can you can have so for right. example um i mentioned the man that was in uh in libya who got caught five different times mm-hmm. you know upon escaping each time um one thing that the church in africa can do especially in the neighboring countries and those if there are any in libya mm. um is provide safe havens mm. for those and and escape mm. routes for those who are trying yeah. to um you know escape the atrocities of libya because right now you know what's happening there is hideous people are being kidnapped even on the way you know what i mean on the way through those kind of countries and so just having a ch- knowing that churches almost like the underground railroad are able to provide safe havens you know not led astray by money but just safe havens that mm. people know that if they get to they'll be safe thereafter right. and they can and they can find a way to put together their lives again um that would be an absolutely wonderful aid and you know everything that the west can then begin to do um especially you know the western church can be to support um movements from the uk and stuff like that and the west that are that are trying to put pressure on libya to correct the do you know what i mean correct the ways uh the current atrocities but also things that can aid those churches neighbor those neighboring churches um in order to support the um mm. the escapees and and even help some escape if that's possible mm. i think so again factoring geographical location for the international church and i guess i'm thinking of the uk um <clears throat> i would say uh bringing awareness is is definitely the first um thing that 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 the church in the united kingdom should do Mm. um because we understand just how um sacred human life is yeah and so because we have that full-up understanding based on the word we of all people should realize just how atrocious atrocious we're all struggling (laughs) this um (laughs) this crisis is um and then moving forward i think christians individually can do their own um, part to to bring awareness by sending petitions um, <coughs> if you so choose to join in the marches I know there is one um, occurring next week next week Saturday um, yeah. to the Libyan embassy writing to your MPs things like that individuals can do to bring awareness to this issue um, and also f- seeing where we can support those so you said you know churches in neighboring countries or within Libya are providing safe havens seeing where we can support that sort of like infrastructure um, mm. doing the research say okay this is what's going on around it here's how we can just do our part to to support it yeah mary anything from you <coughs> sorry mary struggling as well <laughs> i drank my water that i drank just went to the i drank my water that i drank <laughs> oh, you're really gosh. struggling i'm it's really not, struggling it's not, it's not into her grandma <laughs> um yeah i would just chime into what um to what israel said Praying is never a, a bad thing. Just praying for mm-hmm. the Libyan government. I know there's a lot of disarray just from after Gaddafi and so forth. Um, but yeah, just praying for for mercy on the the community at large. Um, you know, calling your MP is is never going to be an issue. Going mm-hmm. to marches and and just you know just praying for other nations um yeah. to have some sort of compassion to step in um mm. and an awareness i think it's getting to a point now where everyone has seen it mm. so now it forces people to okay we have to do something about it and even if you're not altruistic you might have to be like okay right. this is bad br now i need to do something about it um mm. so yeah that's what, what i it's would almost say becoming you're almost becoming guilty if you don't speak up about it indeed right. that's how that's how 
big i guess you want to you want to make this thing you yeah. want to make it so so in people's faces that they that so so much so much in the uh, in the public sphere that companies will start to feel bad if they're not offering money towards this or offering a resource or offering their pla- their 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 services as a platform to speak up about yeah. especially if it's international yeah and uh lord winning will see you know not just pressure but uh a god glorifying change occur within libya because yeah like we said it's atrocious mm. i just remembered as well that um there are going to be charities that are already in libya that just do sort of the day-to-day work of their charity whether that's um bringing water aid and stuff like that who are now going to have to address these issues and so praying for them but also seeing you know those charities that are already in libya um what are they doing and how can we support them um on top of supporting churches and whoever is actually like directly dealing with the issue mm. yeah i hear that so we dealt with all the relationships we good yeah I what was the first relationship uh, oh my goodness what was the title of it sorry human uh, human to human uh, what's the other one no no so there was um Harry to Meg, which was uh, I guess public. Okay, public, public relationship. Public yeah. relationships. PR. Ooh. <laughs> what was the um, the next one was um, Dis- men to women dysfunctional, dysfunctional relationships. Uh, I mean, the Ooh. two the last two were dysfunctional relationships. That's well, true, actually. Yeah. And then, but one was more so um, gender relationships, and then the second was more so like um, just human to human, human, just yeah, yeah dignity up. of yeah. life. And then yeah. one was just, you know, broken down marriages and, and, yeah, and those yeah. kind of things. Yeah, we need that Bible study after. Mm. <laughs> Mary will write an article. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Hey. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Um, our next episode is probably going to be our last episode of the year. Yeah. Ooh, so I was going to say that you guys should bring me Christmas presents so we can share it. On. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Can we work Christmas jumper? And Mary really took an opportunity. Okay, yeah. But yeah, I think, and we'll do a Christmas giveaway for those that are listening because we have so much to give away. In yeah. So books and stuff. Abundance. Yeah. Abundance of books. We need to give away books. Um, You can add that to your new year reading list and so forth. Yep. And then we'll share presents that you guys got me. On that note, actually. Yeah. Take your time. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> so you're not going to say anything? Nah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to add some suspense. Okay, you cool. find out in the next episode. Okay, cool. That's it. All right, then. So, guys, we're finished. I'm Richard. I'm Mary. And I'm Israel. And this was Black Berea. Thanks, guys. Yep. See you soon. <laughs> what? So, you know the so, outro. So, 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 <laughs> I'm actually so done. <laughs>